When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Streaking up top high slot. Shoot, scores! Connor McDavid beats Pecorine. High glove, it's 4-3. Rene up the left-hand side. We told you he hasn't been sharp. It's down low, a dish. Dreisaitl tucks it over from Yamamoto. Giveaway by the Preds, and Edmonton regains a two-goal lead. For Nurse, heading to the net, a backhander off the pads of Rene. McDavid to Cassian, scores! Left circle, Zach Cassian has made it 6-3. Off the draw, Oilers up 6-3. Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl shoots and scores! Hat-trick, Leon Dreisaitl! And Martin Jones, we talked about earlier. Here's McDavid, right corner, in front, wrist shot, score! That's four for Leon Dreisaitl, 8-3! That is a five-goal outburst for the Edmonton Oilers in the third period in five minutes and 13 seconds. A game that was tied 3-3 becomes 8-3 in favor of the Oilers, and that is the final damage tonight in Nashville. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Five minutes before nine, along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Overtime open line, courtesy Hartland Ford. Leon Dreisaitl, four goals and an assist. First five-point game of his career. He's up to 107 points, new career high. He had 105 last season. McDavid, five points, a goal and four assists. Three assists for Nugent Hopkins. Three assists for Darnell Nurse. Kyler Yamamoto jumps back into the lineup, makes an impact once again with a goal and an assist. Mike Smith, another win in net, 27 saves. He is 12-1-4 in 2020. And the Oilers improve to 35-23-8 on the season. That is 78 points. They had 79 all of last season, and they have 16 games to go. Those are your headlines as we bring in Rob Brown, and we got to start with the guy who's the first star tonight, Leon Dreisaitl, now up to 43 goals on the season. Well, he, he led the National Hockey League in scoring in February, and, well, he started off pretty well here in, in March as well. Uh, what do you say about it? I mean, we talked before the game where is he getting enough accolades? Is he, are people talking about him enough? Is, is the consideration of... Uh, of MB, of MB, MVP, um, is it deserve it? And then you see an effort that he put on tonight. I mean, before the game started, we said Nashville's they're, they're deep down the middle with four solid centermen, and defensively, this is a team that should pose problems because they've got a very strong defense. And we said five on five, the others weren't supposed to compete against them. Well, they scored seven five on five goals. Uh, Leon was outstanding. He has Yamamoto back in the lineup. That makes him a better hockey player, makes the line better hockey line. And he scores big goals at big moments. He had five points and then he could have easily been seven or eight. He was just outstanding. He takes over hockey games. And for all those before who thought that uh, he benefited from playing with Connor McDavid. Well, he did, but now we're seeing what he's capable of doing by himself when given the right type of line mates. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl just continued his MVP season 
again tonight in Nashville, and he put an exclamation mark on it tonight because he was outstanding. 8-3, the Oilers win it. They led it 2-0 after the first period. Nashville got two goals 14 seconds apart early in the second period. Yamamoto put Edmonton back ahead. A quick reply by Bonino a minute 31 later. That's why it was 3-3 after two. Rob, there's, there's two ways to win a hockey game. Number one, make more positive plays mm-hmm. than your opponent. Number two, make more negative plays than your opponent. And full credit for what the Oilers did tonight. I mean, they, they really got rolling and jumped on them. But man, oh man, uh, at times a very sloppy Nashville team and certainly not the Pekka Rene we've been used to seeing for about the last decade in the NHL. No, Pekka Rene was not good tonight. Uh, he wasn't good from the beginning. And Jack Michaels talked about it at the end of the first period, wondering if Pekka Rene would come out for the second period. He gave up two goals. The one goal by Leon Dreisettle was a terrible goal. I mean, Leon got the puck on net, did everything right, but Pekka Rene's got to have it. And that was right after Connor McDavid from way outside beat Rene and rang one off the, the post. So Rene was not sharp in the first period. Uh, they did pull him, but it was six goals too late. They pulled him after eight in the third period when the game was over. Rene wasn't good. Uh, Nashville may, were uncharacteristic. The one thing that Nashville always was, before they started going out and getting some top-flight offensive talent, they were a team that was hard to play against. They, you might be able to beat them, but you'd beat them 3-2 or 2-1. They couldn't score goals, but they didn't give anything up. Well, in the last couple of years, they've gone out and got some skilled players up front. They traded Seth Jones, fantastic defenseman for Johansson, who's uh, a talented forward, but he's only had 60 points twice. They went out and gave a big contract to Duchesne. They made the big trade for Kyle Turris. Uh, they got guys that are skilled, but they're not as hard to play against anymore. They're not the team that you have to work for every opportunity. As we saw tonight, the Oilers scored eight, and they missed on some opportunities as well. So this is a – it was a nice statement game for the Oilers because if the the season keeps going the way it is, there's a there's a possibility that the Oilers and Nashville play in the first round of the playoffs. The Oilers now have a, a realistic and strong chance of being first in the division. Nashville, I still believe, is going to be one of the – teams that's in the wild card spot so there's a chance that the Oilers could play Nashville in the playoffs and they've beat them all three times this year and in this one was an absolute statement game Nashville's advantage in the playoff race is games in hand they're yes. they're tied with Winnipeg and Arizona with 72 points for the last playoff spot but Nashville with two games in hand on both teams for the second time this season the Oilers win a game 8-3 they beat Calgary 8-3 back on February 1st you may remember that game. <laughs> it had a goalie fight. Well, you do have the Japanese Village Goal Light activated on 630Ched.com. You can print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, AAA steak, succulent seafood, cooked at your table, celebrate your senses. We turn that on whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game. They got five and 5-13 tonight. Not a team record. Now, despite all the teams from the high-scoring 1980s, the fastest five goals was by a non-playoff Oilers team at the end of the lockout-shortened 2013 season. They didn't play any games in the 2012 part. In a 7-2 win against Vancouver on April 27th, the Oilers got five goals in three minutes and 35 seconds. The goal scores in this order, Schultz, Yakupov, Eberle, Yakupov, Smithson. 
Yeah, I would have had my money on Smith and being the guy that set the record, too. Uh, that, that may have been his only goal for the Oilers. Uh, he only had one or two. It yeah, might have been. It might he, have was, been. he was the trade deadline acquisition. He only got goals at big moments. He I got think the, that, was, that was the last game of the year, I'm pretty sure. So because they played later in April that year in the regular season. So anyway, uh, the Oilers... Yeah, it wasn't in the playoffs. They played no, it later. definitely no. wasn't in the playoffs. The Oilers win 8-3 over the Nashville Predators tonight. Leon Dreisaitl with four goals. Here he is. You guys are 3-3, and it's in the balance, and it's a tough game, and you just exploded for five goals in the third period. Man, what happened? Yeah. Well, I mean, those those nights don't happen all the time, you know. Um, sometimes just pucks bounce your way a little bit, and, and you capitalize on them. Um, capitalizing on chances that we maybe didn't um, you know throughout the year so a couple bounces Connor got us going there uh, with a big goal so um, big win for us four goal night that's a career high for you right yeah I think so yeah. <laughs> fun like you must feel it of course of course I mean um, you know, I don't need to beat around the bush you know when you score four goals it's um, uh, you, you feel good. You feel good about yourself. You feel good about your line mates, and um, obviously they made some, uh, uh, you know, great plays to me tonight. And uh, yeah, made it pretty easy for me. Second period, uh, you look at guys were in control. Just the 14 second. What did Dave say at that time? Or it was just a chance to get you guys. Yeah, it's just to settle us down a little yeah. bit. Um, you know, obviously it happens. Um, you know, it's a good team over there. Um, you know, they got a lot of skill, and sometimes. Um, you know they they take advantage of mistakes too so um i thought we stuck stuck with it pretty good and um you know it's not not the prettiest uh, uh second period but um yep we got it done and two points is all that matters is it seem that you guys have been able to raise your level in the third period whether you're up a goal down a goal you know tied what is it about that being able to yeah, just I, play? I think that's just a, a staple of our game that you know we want to do we want to be a good uh, good team, whether it's in the lead, tie, um, down, down a few goal, down, uh, down one goal. So, um, yeah, just try to play our game uh, for 60 minutes, something that we've been working on a lot this year, and uh, I think we've been doing a, a lot better job. This is a little special, though. Like, you guys gotten it out, it's 3-3, and then, boom, you blow it open with 5-3. This is a, a you know, yeah, this I must mean, tell you something. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, of course, it's, it's impressive. Uh, you know, all four lines, we were all... Probably could have scored a few more too, but um, again, um, you know those nights they don't happen every night. Um, you know you don't score five goals in, in every period, so um, I wouldn't get used to it. But um, you know, a lot of credit to to our group uh, sticking with it and uh, yeah, coming out on top. All right, that's the NHL's leading scorer, Leon Dreisaitl. He gets four goals and an assist. Oilers roll past the Predators, eight three. Just uh, been sent an email from uh, the NHL record-keeping department. The fastest five goals ever by the 72-73 Pittsburgh Penguins. November 22nd, 1972, the Penguins beat St. Louis 10-4. Five goals in two minutes and seven seconds by Brian Hextall, Jean Pronovo, Al McDonough, Ken Schinkel, and Ron Schock. Hmm. That's a pretty good two-minute stretch. I mean, seriously, that, like, you must be sitting on the bench of the other team. You're like, okay, wait a second. I bent down to tie my skates. It was 4-4. Four, four. I look up, it's 9-4. Yeah, you've had some players who they probably wouldn't have been a minus. Like their team would have allowed, well, maybe not in that, in that stretch. Well, I mean, in reality, in that stretch, normally that's two shifts, two minutes. Yeah. I, I'm guessing they probably changed it a little bit quicker after they kept getting scored on. 
Were they playing with a goalie that night? That's a question we should ask. This is the fifth fastest five-goal outburst in Oilers franchise Wait, that's, history. That is scary. And, like five and, goals in five minutes and 13. It doesn't even crack the top three. And Jack was right that there'd be franchises that don't have five-goal stretches in five minutes in their history, and the Oilers have done it five times. I mean, Big David gets uh, four points. We should talk about Yamamoto. I mean, Jack and Bob gave the record 14-5-3 with Yamamoto in the lineup. He, I mean, look, I, I, and I've been saying with dry settles plus minus, I don't really care about it too much Mm-mm. when it comes to uh, MVP voting. But but I I do think there are times that plus minus is worth noting. I mean, to me, if one if one player is minus seven, another player is plus seven, I'm kind of like, all right, I know it's 14 goals, but a lot can happen. Y- Yamamoto has played 22 games; he's plus 17. That's quite a problem. In all honesty, they, if they're going to do the plus minus, they should take out shorthanded goals and they should take out empty nets and just do a five-on-five plus minus, and that gives you a better indication. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Yamamoto, he's been good. He's been very good. Uh, he, he makes that line better. He makes them click. Uh, it, it, and it's not with a big shot. It's not with a physicality. It's not with uh, his incredible defensive ability. It's, it's everything. He just brings a tenacity. He brings an energy. Uh, Leon described it earlier as he's contagious. When you see him out there and doing what he's doing, you just want to do it too. Uh, I mean, an incredibly unselfish, nice play that he made to Leon Dreisaitl when he brings the puck across and throws it back. Probably, if it doesn't work, we'd be hearing, you know, he should have shot that. But uh, smart players understand the game and know when to make a play and when not to. Yamamoto's a very smart player, and I think that's the biggest thing is why he's successful playing on his line, is he understands the way to play. And he fits in nicely because he's got enough skill set to go with the, the hockey IQ he has that can allow him to play with the best in the world. Oilers win at 8-3 over the Predators. That means a $200 donation to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous, courtesy Ascendant Financial. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascendant Financial. Visit CoveredAlberta.ca. They give $25 for every Oilers goal throughout the season to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous. The total for the year now up to 5300 bucks. Yeah, 8-3. <laughs> the Oilers uh, take it five goals in five minutes and 13 seconds. We'll get to your phone calls in a second here. 780-496-0063 is the number of both call and text. Let's go back to Nashville. Head coach Dave Tippett. <laughs> <laughs> no, no speech there. Just play a little. Uh, we just wanted to play solid in the third and see how it went, and some pucks went in the net for us. You played in the 80s. Uh, I wonder if tonight, uh, not that you want to necessarily get involved, but that was a little bit like a throwback game, especially with your two stars doing what they did. Yeah, I mean, they were, I mean, like I say, we, we capitalized on some chances in the third, but there was uh, you know, quite a bit of flow to it. We had some good chances, I thought, early, and then we turned a couple pucks over, and, and they capitalized on those. So uh, kind of a back-and-forth game. And then uh, you know, in the third, we just went out with a mindset we're going to play a real solid road period, and... And uh, like I say, we Connor got the one that kind of uh, opened the floodgates for us, and then we capitalized on some more chances. Uh, time out in a second. Was that just to remind the guys that the period had actually started too quickly? <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I don't know if I was that friendly, <laughs> but no, nah, I just said, catch our breath here. Let's yeah. you know take a breath and just we're going to be fine here. Just just let's uh, figure this out in a hurry and get back to work. So basically, what it was. 
good teams have a way of elevating their game when it gets tight, one goal down, one goal up, whatever it is. And I guess is that what you're seeing out of your team, right? Just that ability to elevate the next. Well, level? there's, there's, you know, you got. We're trying to play a real good team game, and then you got, you know, I like. We've got some more balance in our lineup now that we, you know, you, every line going over the boards, there seems like there's any energy energy for them, you know. So um, just trying to play a real good team game. Obviously, our big guys today capitalized on, on a lot of chances, and, you know, that's the way it goes some night. But we're, uh, we want to keep getting better as a team. We're trying to get these new guys integrated, trying to, uh, you know, get some rhythm in our lineup. And... Uh, it's nice to do it when you get wins. You've seen some pretty good games out of 29 this year. Uh, that looked like even a step above. It's pretty good performance. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a good team performance all the way around. Like it's it's funny. I I said to Gully on the bench, how many does he have tonight? I didn't even know. I had no idea. You know. So that. Uh, but it was it was a good team game. The big guys obviously capitalized on chances but uh, but all the way through it I thought we I thought we competed hard we um, you know, didn't give up a ton and uh, and got the win Russell leaving a third there after blocking that shot yeah he's got uh, I think he blocked a shot so we'll see how he is in the morning that's Dave Tippett Chris Russell the uh, subject of that question at the end uh, as usual he blocked a shot and a little shaken up on the play. Wound up playing 11:51, so we'll see how he is for tomorrow's game against the Dallas Stars. You're doing pretty well when your coach isn't sure how many goals you have. Yeah, it means you got a lot. It means it's more like something you'd say about a basketball player. Does he have 30 or 35? Well, but they were coming so fast. I mean, there's a lot of times where a coach is talking to a player, talking to a coach, or talking to the other coaches, and all of a sudden, wait, did we just score again? Because they came so quickly. And on that Russell injury, it was he did block a shot, but what? I mean, and only as Chris Russell does. He he blocks the shot. You can see he's in pain. He goes to his knees and makes an outlet pass and almost hits Drysaddle up for a breakaway, which the Oilers eventually scored about 10 seconds later. And they show we actually didn't even get to see the goal live because they showed Russell going to the bench. He was in a lot of pain. Hopefully it's nothing major because it has been a boost having him back in the lineup. 8-3, the Oilers win. The three stars tonight, Dreisaitl, number one, five points. McDavid, number two, five points. Yamamoto, number three, he gets two points. A lot of options for the fourth star of the game for West Point of Windermere, a private estate lot only community just off Terwilliger Drive. Visit whiteeaglehomes.ca Should we just, could I just randomly drop my pen above the Oilers roster see who it hits? Well, I mean looking on the, I mean, Darnell Nurse uh, he had a couple blips in the game early, he ends up with three assists and plus two on the night. Uh, Nuge had three assists in the game. He was very, very good. Archibald, I mean, gets a goal and an assist and plus one that's not going to be happening every night. Let's go with Archie. Archie gets one and one. He gets a plus on the night as well. We'll give Archibald the four-star of the game. And, I, and again, I thought he and Ennis, for the most part, did pretty well playing mm-hmm. with McDavid. I, I thought Ennis is, uh, especially the first period, I really thought Ennis stood out. I, I think so too. I think he, he, he he's smart. And we talk about Yamamoto being able to fit in with Leon because of his hockey IQ. Tyler Ennis has a very good hockey IQ. He's been an offensive player throughout his career. Uh, his numbers aren't what they used to be, but he's still having a, a pretty good season. Like much better than anyone thought when you when we traded for him. And he's continued playing with Connor. And he's giving. Uh, he gets the puck to Connor when he needs it. He keeps it away from him when it's not the right time. He keeps plays alive. A uh, wonderful play that he made Archibald to set up that goal. So, yeah, no, uh, Ennis and, and Archibald fit in there nice. I would imagine 
that Cassian eventually will get that spot back from Archibald. I think Archibald is more suited to being a shutdown type uh, winger on your third line, but uh, if he keeps scoring goals, and the thing is, every time he seems to go up and play with Connor and or Leon, he puts the puck in the back of the net. So uh, I think the, the coaching staff has a trust with Josh Archibald, and he should because he's he's gives them the exact same effort each and every night. All right, 8-3, the Oilers take it. Zach Cassian got his 15th of the season tonight. That ties his career high. Mike Smith, 27 saves for the winning goal. 780-496-0063. We have Brandon on the line. Brandon, thank you for calling, sir. Go ahead. How you guys doing? Pretty good. So just a couple of things. Number one, you know, just a, you know the third period, that's an anomaly. That won't happen all the time. What do you think was said in the locker room? Do you think that's more of like a Mike Smith? Because I've heard he's a leader or is that more of a coaching thing? Well, and, well, uh, the other the other thing is, uh, I know people were complaining about Leon Dreisaitl's contract, but, you know, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm not well, anymore. Leon, Leon Dreisaitl is vastly underpaid. If you want to look around the National Hockey League at contracts, he's vastly underpaid at $8 million with some of the players that are getting 10 and 12. So he, he's got a very... Uh, team-friendly contract now. As for between the periods, I don't think anything was... I mean, it was 3-3 after after two. It was a good game. I think the both coaching staffs were pretty happy with the way the teams played, so I don't think between periods much was said. The Oilers just came out, and uh, as we've seen them, if, if the Oilers are tied or within a goal going into the third, I mean, honestly, I feel confident right now. They've got two game breakers on two different lines. They have a power play that you know if they get the power play opportunity, it's going in the net. So as long as they keep it close going into the final 20 minutes, to me... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The, the game is never over for the Edmonton Oilers because they have guys that can break it open. We saw that in the final 20 today. Thanks, Brandon. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. The number to both call and text. And Tippa did call a timeout. I've never been overly picky about critiquing timeouts mm-hmm. because there's only one. Yeah. And I'm always of the mindset you might need it late in the game. Mm-hmm. What if you are down a goal and you want to rest your best players or you want to rest your penalty killers if you're trying to kill something off in the third? I know a lot of our callers used to criticize Todd McClellan because he usually wouldn't lose, use a timeout if the Oilers gave up goals in rapid succession. Tippett decided to today. Well, and going back even further, there's a lot of callers used to call in and get mad at Dallas Aikens because he used to call timeouts all the time. Uh, of all the, co- or the coaches I've seen that come through here, Dallas Aikens called it the most. It, it's hard. I mean, I've seen teams call timeouts early in hockey games and f- with no effect at all on the game. And the, they, they come out of the timeout and the other team just continues to roll. But w- what you do, and I've, what we used to do in games, if a team got on a bit of a, uh, got a little bit of momentum, you'd go to the face-off and you'd go, oh, my stick's broken, i got to go to the bench. Or the goalie right. all of a sudden would say there's a pad issue and needs someone to come out. Or a defenseman go out there, i got a skate issue. I got. You try to slow the game down. And that's all Dave Tippett was. It's not as much what you're saying to the players at that point. It's just slowing the game down a little bit. Give yourself, as he said, take a breath. 
and the other team now they want to go as soon as you score you want to go right away so now there's that little bit of break you slow it down so it, it was it worked for Dave Tippett it was the right move doesn't always work but today it did, and uh, the Oilers came out. I mean, this was a, a good game for the Oilers against a good team on the road, and uh, right now the Oilers are continuing to roll, and preseason uh, guys picking to see where the Oilers are going to finish in the standings are starting to, to bite their tongue because the Oilers right now have an opportunity to win a division if they continue to play the way they are. Two points behind Vegas now for first in the Pacific Division are the Oilers. Uh, Edmonton does have a game in hand. They play Vegas twice, so you never know. Yep. Vegas has been hot, but uh, again, a little bit more separation. Edmonton's three points up on third place Calgary, four points up on fourth place Vancouver, six points up on the best non-playoff team. So we're getting to the point where the uh, odds of making the playoffs are are pretty high. I, I always go to that club uh, sports club stats, and they had the Oilers at 91.9% this morning, so that'll climb probably by 2 or 3% as we bring Rocket on the open line. Rocket, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, you know, I think the percentages are just getting higher and higher. And now that the boys are healthy, you could just see it tonight with uh, Archibald back in his normal place, this kid just gives balance to this hockey club and it allows everybody else to do uh, you know maybe uh, a little bit more in in their role than you know than they 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 wouldn't be and you know it's it's an interesting web when it comes to uh establishing a lineup and what works and, and doesn't work and it's funny when one kid comes in how uh the tide just turns suddenly like that and of course these are these are two massive massive wins and i couldn't be more excited i've been uh probably one of the few guys that have been to all five stanley cups on uh jasper avenue and uh i'm telling you if anybody's doubting this team moving forward if they can stay healthy look out because all i see is Gretzky, Messier, and Curry, and Nugent Hopkins is filling that Curry role big time right now. Rocket, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Cheers. Well, the last couple games very encouraging. I, I think it's an encouraging season overall. I, I will say, I mean, we had a caller last game say, were well, they going to make the Stanley Cup final? Man, if I knew what was going to happen... <laughs> in the playoffs to that detail, uh, I'd, I'd place some very astute bets right away. I can tell you this. I, I think the Oilers are at a point where you go into a game and you always feel like they have a shot. I mean, by this time last year, we were looking at some rosters and thinking they're just undermanned. I mean, they might win. Anything can happen on any mm-hmm. given night. I mean, San Jose pounded Pittsburgh. Uh, who uh, L.A. won the other day. I mean, it ha- yep. obviously, the NHL is a very, a very good league. But you go into every game feeling like, okay, they might have a shot. They got two really high-scoring players. They have some better support players. Goaltending's been pretty good most of the time. Special teams are, quite frankly, excellent. Mm-hmm. I mean, the power play is amazing, and the penalty killing, two for two again tonight. And that was above what I would have projected for the PK. Uh, absolutely. So, you know, the, the the stretch drive, they're well positioned. If they get into the playoffs, then you got to play that one opponent possibly every second day for two weeks. But I, I think anybody they had to match up with, 
I would not favor the Oilers against everybody in a seven-game series, but I, I would go in thinking, you know what, they got a shot. Yeah. They, they, have, they have enough positives, they have a shot. Well, to me, at the beginning of the season, when we were asked if they're going to make the playoffs, I said it all depended on goaltending. If they get quality goaltending, they have a great chance because they've got Leon Dreisaitl, they have Connor McDavid, they've got skill up front. Uh, they they got a new coaching staff that's instilled a, a, a very... Uh, well, almost incredible penalty-killing uh, resurgence from what we've seen in the last little while. Their specialty teams are good. Their goaltending is good. they got two superstars that can break any game open. I mean, they've got things that other teams don't have. The other teams, there's, there's strengths to every team, but the one thing that the others have that no one else does, they have Leon and they have Connor. They've got the top two scores in the National Hockey League, and the two scores aren't playing on the same line anymore. So now you're sending out align with the top scorer in the National Hockey League, and then, okay, when he goes off, well, now the second top scorer in the National Hockey League is going on the ice as well. And then when they meet each other on the power play, well, they're the best power play in the NHL. Yeah, this uh, they're a team that I think will be feared. No, I don't think anyone wants to play the Oilers in the playoffs simply because you can't take a shift off because this is as quick an offensive team as you're going to see, two guys that can score every single shift. You can text 780-496-0063. This texter says, do you think Connor might be hurt? He didn't seem too happy after that collision in the second period. And it wasn't dirty, so I don't know why he'd be mad. I think he's he's fine. I think he was just frustrated. Frustrated, maybe a little embarrassed. But yeah, no, he's not hurt. Uh, This texter says, uh, how many of those goals, if scored against the Oilers, would fans say would have been soft? Well, Rena didn't have a good game. Well, we, I, like I, at least three. Yeah, I, I'm not even saying if they were against the others. I'm saying against Rennie today. He led in three or four bad goals. He should have been pulled in the first period. Jack Michaels said it right on air that he was thinking that, that Rennie would not start the second period, and he shouldn't have because Rennie was weak in the first, and he was horribly weak in the third. I mean, Dreisaitl's first goal. Bad. Cassian's goal bad. was right at him. Dreisaitl's hat-trick goal. Bad. Yeah. At least three. At least three, and then you can throw in... I know Connors was a, a screenshot, but again, it was a wrist shot from the blue line. So possibly four goals shouldn't have gone in tonight for the for the Edmonton yeah, Oilers. No, and, and again, like we said off the top, the give the credit the Oilers for making plays. They also made fewer big mistakes tonight, oh, too. Yes. I mean, yeah, did they make mistakes? Absolutely. Nashville made more. I've yet to the Oilers s- made them pay. I've yet to see a team in the National Hockey League go through a game without making a mistake. Well, when you played... You individually. I, I might go. Team. At times, I'd go a month or two without a mistake. <laughs> Ask any of my coaches. Chris from Phoenix is on the line. Hi, Chris. Hey, uh, let's put this in perspective. I got a few points to make here. Uh, uh, first off, uh, book uh, Leon. He's going to score 53 goals this year. Um, at the start of the season, how many pundits would have predicted that the best line in hockey? would not include Connor McDavid. I don't think anybody would. Well, um, who do you consider the best point, line in hockey? Because there's a couple cities that would probably argue with you, Chris. <laughs> I don't know. That 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 Nuge, the, the, the dry side old Nuge and Yamo, Yamo line is just ridiculous how they feed off each other. And, and, and full credit to Yamo. The kid is like 156 pounds, for crying out loud. Um, my other, other two points here... Uh, what a phenomenal game by uh, Larson and Jones. Probably their best two games, of the, best game of the season. Those guys were, were rock solid tonight. Um, we're going to have our power play is the best. And just keep in mind, we still have our best defenseman and also Neil coming back. So that's going to be even, even more amazing. And uh, 
my uh, my last point is I'm not gonna I'm not gonna compliment Holland. I'm gonna leave my band crushes for when we're in the playoffs. But uh, how about Tippett? Do you guys remember when uh, when Mike Smith looked like he was just done for the season and and Tip still kept on going back to him? And yep. look where Mike Smith is right now. So I give full credit to the coaching staff. Tippett is probably the best coach that we've had since John Muckler, and I am looking forward to the playoffs. All right, thanks, Chris. Well, the goaltending situation has been interesting. Um, I mean, there was a time when it looked like when we were wondering, should Koskinen be playing more? But Mm -hmm. he always would give Smith every third or fourth start. And even now, he's still giving Koskinen every third or fourth start. So I I think he's comfortable saying, okay, this guy's playing better. But he he doesn't seem like he wants to leave a guy completely out of it and with the back-to-backs Koskin will play tomorrow well yeah and the one thing we've seen with Dave Tippett too when someone struggles or someone has a bad shift he doesn't also okay that guy's benched okay we're not playing him anyway he gives them a chance to get out of their funk he gives them a chance to make amends tonight uh double a made a bad play in his own zone gave the puck away they scored out he never pulled him off the ice he left them out on the ice said you know what you can be better. Show me that. When Smith was struggling in December there, they didn't give up on him. When Leon Dreisaitl had a terrible December, they just kept playing him because they know they're going to get out of it. Dave Tippett has faith in it. And I think now, too, you got to start with the number of the injuries the Oilers have had uh, to major players. I mean, there's going to have to be consideration for Dave Tippett for Coach of the Year. The way the Oilers, I mean, they have a chance to win their division. So Dave Tippett's got to be in that conversation. He's done a masterful job. He, with the way he's worked the goaltender, he seems like he always knows. He's got, it's almost got like a, one of those magic eight balls he used to be able to shake and then look at it. And it says, okay, play Koskinen tonight. Because every time we think it's going to be the other guy, he comes with the opposite of what we thought. And that guy seems to work out. So Dave Tippett has done a great job this year. Let's hope that the magic he's had with this team continues to the last 16 games. Well, and, and again, the penalty killing, and I said this after the last game, the penalty killing was 30th last year out of 31 teams. If it would have gone up to 15th this year, I would have said, man, that's significant. You got an average penalty kill. Well, no, you're They've right. Been top three most of the year. And, and when it comes to specialty teams, especially penalty killing, because, I mean, the power play, you can have the best drawn-up power play in the world, but if you don't have the dry sidles or the McDavid's on it, your power play is not going to be as good. But penalty killing... Uh, they brought in players that, I mean, were cast-offs of other teams, and they're the second-best penalty kill in the league. And to the point now that the other teams are getting chances. Like, it, they've become dominant on their penalty kill. And if you can win specialty teams night in, night out, you're going to win hockey games, and the Oilers are doing that. That's our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. Oilers win 8-3 in Nashville. Don's on the line. Go ahead, Don. Hey, guys. Yeah, great game, great game. Um, just kind of saying, uh, with uh, injured players soon to be back on the ice, and what is there, 16 games left? Yep. Okay, so 16 games left. The Oilers have a potential to be, like, to go on a fairly good winning streak here going into the playoffs, which is the perfect time to do it. So, to me, they're they're setting up, you know, ideally for going into the playoffs. So. Well, they are. I mean, there's still a bit of a stretch to go before the playoffs come. I mean, we've seen before where there'll be a good stretch and all of a sudden it's followed by a, a, a stretch that you're not as happy with. But right now, everything's going the right way for the Edmonton Oilers. They're getting healthy at the right time. Uh, they will hopefully, barring anything that happens in the next 16 games, have a healthy lineup going into the playoffs, which gives the coaches options. Uh, and that's what you want as a coach. You want to have 
not be forced to play a hand. You want to be able to say, okay, this is what works best for us. And right now, the others are slowly getting to that point. Okay, Ben, um, my next question, a little off topic. Uh, when is the expansion draft? The end of this year? No, no, Seattle's coming in 21-22. 21-20, so end of next year. Yes. Yeah, for the 21-22 season. Right. Oh, okay. So I, I thought, for some reason, I thought it was this year. I was going to say, who would the Oilers protect? But oh, the year yeah, I'm so not. Jumping a gun a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay, Don. Thanks, man. Okay. That is Don at 780-496-0063. More calls and more of your texts, more post-game reaction after the 9.30 news and uh, weather. Quickly looking at the other town scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer, looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers. Head to edmontontrailer.com. Just one other game in the NHL tonight. The Avalanche beat the Red Wings 2-1. Curling tonight, Brendan Botcher and his Alberta rink now 4-0 at the Briar. A 7-6, 11-end win over Manitoba. Rob and I got to see the end of the 10th and Botcher had a draw to put it away that came up well short and that allowed Manitoba to steal one and force the 11th but then Botcher able to get one. We'll have to watch the highlights. We didn't see how he won it but he gets the win. No, no, it was good for him. It's uh, it's exciting time. It's always fun watching the Briar. All right, Oilers win it 8-3. Quick timeout here for the news. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. Ellis waiting. One-timer save Smith. Rebound backhander. Smith sprawling. Kept it out of the net. Bounced around. Kicked out to Ellis. Arvidsson couldn't finish down low. All right, that's Mike Smith's save of the game brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Be wise, winterize. Oilers win 8-3 over the Nashville Predators. Smith with 27 saves. Dry title, four goals, five points. McDavid, a goal and four assists as the Oilers go to 35-23 and eight on the season. We have Robert on line three. Go ahead, Robert. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. So, nights like tonight, I wish I was multilingual so that I could say wow in more than one language. Hmm. Yeah, it was a pretty fun night, wasn't it? It was incredible. I mean... I did not realize until tonight that Canada possessed nuclear weapons. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I mean, holy smokes. I I go, I'm listening on my car. They got, they got five. I go, okay, they got the two back. I stopped to pump some gas real quick, get back in the car, and they got eight. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, they got five goals in 5-13 in the third period. McDavid, Dreisaitl, Cassie, and Dreisaitl, and Dreisaitl getting those goals. So they went off pretty quick, pretty uh, pretty and, quick. Robert, and, not even, and not even their top three. You know, I got to say, with their, new, with their GM and their coach, you know who they are for us? Who's that? J-Lo and Shakira. <laughs> well, I, I don't that, even understand how you could make that no, connection, but I, I. But you're pretty funny, Robert. Do you I wanna, don't. Do you wa- want to finish the play? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, you already have up to eight days parking at Jet Set Parking. Now see, I'm imagining well, Dave see, but I don't wearing wanna... that suit that J-Lo or was that, wearing. Or that, or he, Dave, and Ken <laughs> up there shaking their their hoochie coochie. I don't want to see that. No. It's the best price on Edmonton Airport parking. <laughs> Book online at jetsetpark.com. Self-park as low as $5.98 per day. Per, per day. Now I'm rattled <laughs> with the promo code CHED. Kellen, play something. Not only Yossi and Ellis, two of their best players, but the forwards are all struggling. Here's McDavid bringing one off post, and then Larson shot on the rebound, stopped by Pecorino. 
All right, Robert. Uh, Connor McDavid hit the post there. How, how many points did he have tonight? He had... Say five. Say five. Absolutely. He had five. Robert's name's going into the grand prize draw for one hour fast track indoor karting. Valued at 1000 bucks. Safe adrenaline pumping fun. FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. You know what else? We were talking about special teams. We've been talking about it for quite a bit over the last little while and how effective the Oilers are. Tonight, Nashville had four minutes of power play time. I don't know if they got a shot, but they got zero goals. The Oilers had 10 seconds of power play time till they scored. It took the Oilers 10 seconds to score on their power play. Nashville had four, four minutes of power play time, and at that point could have been a difference in the hockey game when Nashville had their early power plays that they didn't capitalize on. The Oilers, again, their power play is deadly right now. 10 seconds it took for Leon Dreisaitl to put the puck in the back of the Nashville net. had two shots on their power play. In four minutes. That shows you how effective right now the Oilers are. They just don't give you any breathing room when you're on the PP. All right, Oilers win 8-3. Got a uh, text here from someone on the text line calling himself not-so-serious Gord with a good stat here. Leon Dreisaitl, now for his career, is a point-a-game player. 419 points, 417 games. That is pretty cool. He's, he's worked at it. Uh, I know it's funny, the other stats, to go with that, they showed it on Sportsnet today at the end of the game. Since December 31st, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, fourth most points in the National Hockey League. Since December 31st, Leon Dreisaitl, number one. All right, Oilers win 8-3. Let's go back to Nashville. Here's Connor McDavid. Same question. Can we, can we talk about you tonight? Uh, you know, this is a group that's battled some adversity and injuries, slowly getting some guys back, and now to string together two big wins. How big is that for your confidence? That's yeah, big. I think it shows uh, the importance of Yamo. Um, you know, Yamo comes in and just bounces out our whole lineup, and you know, he does so much for that line. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's so good, so um, you know, he really helped tonight. The goal in the third, just siphoning the puck at the net and hoping something good happens, or do you see something good? Yeah, I mean, Archie did a good job screening the guy, so um, I just tried to throw it there, and, you know, lucky one in. You guys blow this game open, win going away, five in the third. That's, you know, you've won a bunch of games this year, but you haven't won many that way. Uh, this must be good for confidence, I think. Yeah, it was a similar type of story. You know, we had a good first period, um, and then and we kind of blow it in the second. So um, I thought we did a good job rebounding, obviously. Um, not every not every period you're going to get five, so um, that was good, but um, a big game tomorrow. Is there some steps? Like, Nashville hasn't been kind to this team in your tenure here. I don't think you've won that many against them over the early years. Uh, you beat them four, three straight this year, and you really beat them tonight. Is there something that tells you that, you know what, things are changing here? Um, there's a change in every team every year, and you know we're we're a little bit better, and and um, you know they've had some real solid teams uh, in the past years, and um, you know they're still a real solid team, but you know, I think uh, you know we have a better group um, than we did in previous years, that's for sure. So um, yeah. that collision at the end of the second, just two guys running into each other, you look like you're pretty upset about the collision. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's my fault, but um, I'm trying to. Um, you know, I think I'm going to kind of spring for one and, and, and try and just get on the forecheck. And, you know, the puck doesn't go. I just try to stay on side and, um, you know, lose an edge. And, and uh, you know, I'm sure he took the worst of it. Um, you know, big guy falling like that. Um, you know, obviously not uh, not intentional, and but uh, still pretty frustrating. It's funny, like, around the league, people are still asking questions about Leon Dreisaitl. You know, is he should be in the heart and all those things. And we see him every day. Uh, does a night like tonight tell some people some things about him, do you think? I mean, I've been saying it for, for five years now, so, um, <laughs> you know, he's uh, he's an amazing player, and 
Um, you know, it's nice that he's finally getting some credit. Um, you know, yeah. Connor McDavid up to 94 points on the season. Leon Dreisaitl up to 107. They are the top two scorers in the NHL. Edmonton wins 8-3 in Nashville. And we have Sam on line two. Go ahead, Sam. Oh, good evening, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, this is the first time I'm calling, and uh, I actually did not watch the game. I just listened to the radio in the last uh, half an hour. Um, it did sound like a good one. Uh, we do have some great players. Um, however, I'm still I'm still actually sad, and that's what brings me to to actually make the call. Um, it seems as though there's a player that just it just it can't buy enough credit in in my view. Um, I've heard people talk about Nuge as um, low maintenance and coachable and valuable. Um, it, I even you know heard that tonight uh, third and four stars he's not mentioned in one of those but he still gets three points again I didn't see the game so I don't know if they were that magical but the guy I know you Rob you just mentioned that he is one of the highest scorers in the last uh, couple months or six weeks yep but Rob you've played the game at least on a professional level I've never played um, I'm an educated fan I, I, I or at least I think so could you to educate me um, as a fan the value of, of the player, the type of player that Nuge is? Um, I, I've heard all the cliches that I just mentioned, you know, low maintenance and all that, but you've played. Is there, like, can you talk to how important this, this Nugent Hopkins guy is? Like, playing his off wing on the power play, back checking, breaking up passes. That's all I see. Could you, yeah, just help me out and under, help me understand how amazing this guy is. Well, if he wasn't on a team with, with Connor and Leon, we'd be certainly talking about him a lot more than, than we are. Uh, he's an incredibly talented player. He, he sees the ice well. He, we're, what coaches love about him is you can put him anywhere and he'll have success. When they tried making three centers, well, okay, we'll put Nuge as the third center because now we know that we feel safe. He can carry a line by himself. It'll be a defensive line because we don't have wingers to play with him, so we'll put him out on that. Uh, he penalty kills. He's he's one of the t- well, he's one of the four guys that plays on the second best penalty kill in the National Hockey League. He's on the power play, which is the best in the National Hockey League. And this year, and, and I, I did an event the other night with, with Ryan, and I talked to him for a little bit. This year he's been put in a different role offensively because the last couple of years he's had to carry the likes of a, a Milan Lucic or, or Pugliarvi, players who are struggling. It seemed like whenever there's a player struggling, put him with Nuge because Nuge can take care of them defensively. So he's, he's a guy that coaches love to have. Uh, like, he's a guy that when you look down on the bench and say, okay, who do I, feel, who do I have trust in? Ryan Nugent Hopkins will always come to the top of the list for any coach that's ever had him. Now, he doesn't have the offensive prowess of a Leon or a Connor, but right now in the National Hockey League, no one else does. But he would be a first-line center on a lot of other hockey teams. He's just in a team that he's needed in a different spot, and again, because of his ability, he can move and play on the wing. So there was calls for him being traded Last year, there was calls earlier in the season that they needed to move him for someone else, and Reed and I have both been very strong R&H fans that said, no, if you move R&H, then you're going to go out and start looking for a player that plays like R&H. The Oilers didn't move him, and now the Oilers are benefiting from where he's playing. 
Here's this clip again after Saturday's game against Winnipeg. Dave Tippett on Nuge. Nuge is so smart. He reads situations. That's that's what makes him a real good player with dry settle because dry can get freelancing sometime and Nuge just re, Nuge reads off him so well. You know, so uh, Nuge is just one of those guys. He, I don't know. He's, coaches have players, and when you look down the bench, you see a guy and you look at his name and you just think that guy can do the job for you and. That reputation is earned through his play, and that's where Nuge is. I mean, he's he's so smart. He plays in all situations. He just you look down. You if you put him out there, you know you're going to get what you're hoping for. All right. So that's Dave Tippett summarizing Nugent Hopkins and how he's perceived. That was after the last game when he got the game winner against the Winnipeg Jets tonight. Nugent Hopkins chips in three assists. The Oilers explode for five in the third to pound the Nashville Predators 8-3. We'll call a quick timeout. You can reach us at 780-496-0063. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. Off the draw. Oilers up 6-3. Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl shoots and scores. Hat trick, Leon Dreisaitl. The third of his career. And Edmonton is running Nashville and Pecorine right out of the building. Leon would get four. Oilers win 8-3 over the Predators. Edmonton 35-23-8. and 78 points, two behind Vegas for first in the Pacific. Oilers have played 66 games. Vegas has played 67. Brad, you're on with Robin Reed. Go ahead. Guys, uh, thanks for taking my call. A um, couple things. Just want to uh, give a huge shout-out to the two of you. Uh, love listening to the post-game show every time. You guys nail it every time. So, uh Huge props to the two of you. And then same to Jack and Bob. I'm out in Vancouver, and uh, I, I most of the games are blacked out here, so I'm usually listening on the radio. And those guys are the best. Like, every game, it's so cool listening to the games because they do such a great job. So huge shout-out to all you guys. And Thank you very uh, much. This, week, this week, right, is the uh, everything, all, all weekend on Hockey Night Canada, talking anniversary of the Golden Goal, Crosby's Golden Goal 2010. And I got a real good story about what I was up to. So I'm living in Singapore at the time, right? And the time distance is crazy, and the games are on mid-afternoon, that kind of stuff. A buddy of mine, this guy from New York City, he's working at the local university. He brings one of his work colleagues with him to start watching the games. Turns out this guy he brings along with him is a guy named Alan Nichols, a.k.a. Johnny Upton, captain of the Charlestown Chiefs. Slap shot. So Alan, Johnny, or Johnny Upton, Alan Nichols, cool guy. He, uh, we sit and watch a bunch of the Olympic Games with him. He tells great slap shot stories all the way. And then uh, come the gold medal game. It's on at 4 o'clock in the morning, Singapore time. And there's nowhere you can find that, uh, that this game is on TV. So I found a hotel that I knew would be airing the game, rent a hotel room, and uh, I got this hotel room that's about probably 75 square feet. Two single beds, that's it. And uh, me, my buddy, and Alan Nichols, Johnny Upton from the Charlestown Chiefs, cram ourselves on these two single beds to watch the Golden Goal. Uh, Alan's from Montreal, really, really cool guy. And so uh, the two of us got to celebrate and rub it in the face of, uh, of our buddy from New York City. Well, right on, Brad. A lot of great stories from that moment for sure. Thanks for sharing, and thanks for listening to our broadcast on 630, Chad. We really appreciate it, Hey, keep it up, guys. Great work. All right, that is Brad. 8-3, Oilers win it tonight. We have Fred on the line as well. Go ahead, Fred. Hey, boys.
boys, I got three quick ones for you. Jack Adams Trophy got a serious consideration for Dave Tippett when he got the number one power play. And suffice to say, I think they're going to have the number one penalty kill by the end of the year. Number two, we're still getting Clefbaum and Mike Green back, so that's going to only bring better things for the playoff run. And Reed, number three, Stanley's coming out of hibernation this year. Oh, good. Yeah, keep in touch. We'll do another video. Okay, bud. Take care. Have a great night, guys. Okay, let us, uh, Fred, we also have Andy on line four. Go ahead, Andy. Hi, Andy. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Hey, uh, I just wanted to appreciate all the stuff you for the Oilers there. They were an awesome game tonight. From Fort Scottsdale, Broodham, Lamont, and all the areas around the country here, and it's awesome work you do. Thank you very much. Oh, good. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. My mom grew up in Lamont. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I wonder if she knew Andy. Possible. Well, you well I should have her. asked. You should have asked. Well, you can ask your mom. You text her and say, hey, do you know Andy from Lamont? She might. <laughs> Cam on line two. Go ahead, Cam. Just was wondering, uh, what's the bonuses for McDavid and Dreisaitl this year? I don't think they have bonuses. They just have contracts. Oh, really? Yep. Well, once you win trophies, then they'll get the bonuses, right, I think? Well, I think once you get contracts that have seven and eight numbers in them, I think you stop getting bonuses. Yeah, usually it's just the entry-level guys that have bonuses. I guess Smith got some games played bonuses, but they're, they're just right. getting paid. Thanks, guys. Okay, appreciate it. And a final call tonight is going to go to Colton. Colton, go ahead. Hey, Robin. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. Right on. I have a question for Rob. If he was coaching our team and... We get healthy, like with uh, Neil and Nygaard back. Who is he going to pull out of the lineup? I mean, it's a good question. Obviously, it's hypothetical because of the chances of everyone being healthy at the same time, slim and none. But uh, if Nygaard and Neil go back in, that means two guys that played tonight would be out. And it would probably be between three guys. It would probably be between Kara, uh, Double A, and Chason. That would be my guess. Yeah, and I think with Double A, they want to try to. They're going to keep giving him more chances. Yeah, he had a tough turnover that led to one of the Nashville goals. He had a nice shot in front there. Mm-hmm. That was probably Rene's best stop of the night. Uh, only stop. Only, only key stop <laughs> yeah. of the night. He had a he had a tough game. Yeah, I mean there are some options for the Oilers uh, now. Russell got injured today. We'll see if he can play tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then uh, you, you may have. Uh, Lagason might be Lagesson back in. Jumping back in, Mike Green is down. So, yeah, there's, there's, it's not, it's not perfect. But when Clefbaum is healthy, which shouldn't be too far away, then, then you have some, hopefully, some strength on the back end. Good night for the Oilers. They blow the Predators out with five in the third. Eight three is the final. Get more on six thirty ched dot com or globalnews.ca. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. We're back at it tomorrow, five o'clock faceoff show. The game starts at six thirty as the Oilers will visit the Dallas Stars. And don't forget, Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to two. Oilers hockey presented by World of Spas. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Overtime Open Line presented by Heartland Ford. Five points each for McDavid and Dreisaitl. Oilers win at eight three. Have a great night. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.